to The Backlog. It's our brand new podcast um, that we're starting here. I'm Josh. I'm Alex. Uh, and what is what is The Backlog? Um, well, I mean, other than being a term for just a bunch of games that you have that you're trying to play through slowly, um, The Backlog is a podcast where we're going to talk about video games. We're going to talk about video game news. We're going to talk about future releases, past releases, current releases, um, anything in between. And then we're also going to talk about in yeah, you got to put the capitals on it. We're going to talk about the backlog, uh, and the backlog is going to be our personal list of games that we think are worth playing. Um, whether you played them a thousand times, you never thought you would play it. Um, just, what makes this qualified, Josh? Well, let me tell you what makes this qualified. To speak to speak about the backlog, and and you know, we're not just two goons who walked in and, and decided that you know we we could do it too. We we played video games. We played a lot of video games. Sorry, sorry can we fact check that? Have we you played video games? I've at least played one. Okay, me too. I, I played maybe one or two uh, at the most. No, but for real, I've been obviously playing um, games since I was like a child. Dad, you mean NES? Um, very proud to say my first my first game uh, was Super Mario Brothers on the NES. What a what a tried and true classic. <clears throat> PS two, PS one. Had it all. Skip PS3. My parents got me a 360. I don't know why they decided to just decide. They were like, you, you're an Xbox kid now. So I didn't have a PS3, but then I got a PS4, and now I have a PS5. And I did eventually go back and buy a PS3. And um, I have played Xbox. I don't hate Xbox, just for reference. I'm not one of those, you know, I'm not, I'm not an elitist. It doesn't matter to me. So that's my that's my gaming history. Uh, I, funny enough, started off on the Super Nintendo, just a generation ahead, mm -hmm. uh, where uh, my mom just got me a Game Boy, and I think I spent most of my young life playing Game Boy Color games more than I did anything on the Super Nintendo. Tell you what I also played a lot of back in the day was Super Mario World. Legendary uh, game, absolutely. Legendary, legendary. Spent, spent many hours in myself. Uh, from there, I got a N64 to a GameCube to a Game Boy Advance. I pretty much had every Game Boy, I think, that they came out with. When I got a little bit older, my dad bought me a PS2 randomly. Uh, probably the best console I've ever owned in my life. Uh, after that, I got a Xbox 360, much like you. Didn't uh, have too much... Uh, knowledge of what's going to go on with Xbox, spent a good portion of my teenage years in those Modern Warfare 2 uh, lobbies. Prestiging and such. Yep. Uh, just, you know, really gained the camaraderie that came with that. Yes, many, many negative things said in that kind of a space, so. Uh, and now I am just a big collector. I've been collecting for over eight years at this point now. Sheesh. Uh, I am, uh, also just for reference, I'm a manager of a local game store here in town. Um, have been manager for a while. I've been working there for three, four years, something like that at this point. Um, but... I think it's honestly probably where me and you spend most of our free time some days. Pretty much. I, yeah, I I do go in on my days off. That's just, uh, just how it works sometimes. But we play video games. We like we like games, and we don't care who knows. That's right. Uh, I scream, we all scream, we all scream for games. Exactly. It, it tried and true adage. Uh, but yeah, it's a little bit of our, just kind of who we are, what this is about, and what, what to expect. Um, 
on on to the real we have a real episode planned. It's not just filler. It's not just uh, you know we we know what we're doing. We're we, it's all planned out. It's um this is this is pre recorded. What you're hearing is not live. I thankfully it would be. I don't. I couldn't do that if it was live. That would scare me a lot. So, anyways, we're gonna get on to our real topic. You were fooled. We hit a real topic in the filler episode. What is that real topic? The real topic is just a few days ago, the Game Freak Corporation released like a barely like two to three minute trailer for a new Pokemon game called. There was a trailer for it. I didn't even know there was a trailer. Yeah, it was. There was a Pokemon Presents. Oh, that's right, because it was Pokemon Day, right? It was Pokemon Day that did Pokemon Presents, and they were like, do you play Pokemon Masters on the phone? And I'm like, no. They're like, new content. And I'm like, okay. They're like, do you play Pokemon Cafe Mix on your phone? I'm like, I used to, not anymore. They're like, new content for the Pokemon Cafe remix. It's great. All those Pokemon games that I spend zero time on. They're like, do you play Pokemon Go? And I'm like, sometimes, not all the time. They're like, Alolan region, guys, come out on Tuesday. Uh, and I was like, nice. And then they were like, you play Arceus. And I'm like, my wife does. I did not, I haven't touched it yet. Mine's, like, mine's still sealed. I have it sealed sitting in the case. They're like new content for Arceus. And I'm like, dude, that just came out. And you guys are pumping out the new content for it. They're like, do you play Diamond and Pearl? I'm like, yes, I did play Diamond. They're like, new content. Shaman is here. You can have Shaman. Okay, Shaman's here. Perfect. And they're like, all right, that was it. We just shadow dropped, like, nine things. See ya. And I'm like, what, what do you mean, see ya? There's, like, five minutes left in the video. Yep. And then they did show the trailer for the new Pokemon, which is Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet. Now, wouldn't, it, wouldn't it have been funny if I was, like, the new game was Pokemon Platinum? And we Pokemon just, the, our whole podcast, we just pretended like we were back in time. <laughs> when Pokemon Platinum <laughs> came out. I actually got to see the new Gen 9 starters, and I have a favorite. Do you have a favorite? Yeah, I have a favorite. You say yours first. Mine, hundred percent. The the one I'm going for straight away is gonna be Fue Coco. Fue Coco. He is a fire type alligator who looks like a little chili pepper. And he's and got he that is... little uh, you know American cheese patch on him. Like yeah, he's uh... got the little square on front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I my favorite and probably the one I'm gonna pick. This might be an unpopular. I don't. I've talked to some people about it. And a lot of people are like, Quaxley, the duck, love him. I would die for him, huge, absolutely. Huge Quaxley following already, I've Yes, and that. I've seen definitely some people who are like, Fue Coco, I love him. Yes, he's the little alligator, love him. Now, I have not seen, just this is anecdotal evidence entirely, but I like, I think it's Sprigatito, I think is the, I know it's Gatito, it's something, it's something Gatito. Uh, but he's like a grass kitty. He's a little kitty. And um, I love Sprigatito a lot. And out of you know, I talked to you know maybe like ten people, and I only one other person was like I like cat. So that's I'm going for the cat. Let's I mean let's just get into it. It's the region's based on Spain. Uh, in the trailer, there is a point where there is a map of Spain on the wall. That's really cool. So it is obviously just uh, based on Spain. Um, it's giving me like a lot of from the pictures <coughs> I've seen of it. It's giving me a lot of sword and shield vibes, except we're going with a totally different art style. So it's got that open world, absolutely. It is It is almost extremely apparent in some ways that not only sword and shield's wild area, but also Arceus is um, kind of forerunners to this. They definitely wanted to... Yeah, it's, it's going to be true open world from what I've seen. Like, yeah. They, kind of like what Arceus was. Again, they haven't, they haven't, uh, they haven't said... 
Yeah, they have not given any, like, information other than that they showed images of, like, a big sprawling town and a plaza and an open world and Pokemon roaming around it. They did not go, like, welcome to the, the Espongo region. Or, you know, they did. Yeah, yeah. We, we just have imagery and video. Um, so we do not have a lot of, like, written down information as of yet. But we do have that it's coming out late this year, which is nuts. Yeah. Uh, which means that Arceus has the shortest lifespan of any full Pokemon game yet. Uh, a big thing that I've personally been inspired by, like, watching this, and I know exactly where I want to go with my team, is I'm going to get Fue Coco. I had the free Alligator in Gen 2. This reminds me so much of my Gen 2 experience that I'm going to go straight for my Gator and I'm going to try to keep it kind of I, what I'm thinking to be. I want to go like Fire, Ghost, and maybe Steel. I'm hoping those are going to be some big types that we're going to see. Uh, Spain, you know, is probably going to see a lot of water types as well, so it would be a hard team for me to keep. Uh, Spain, obviously known for their Fire, Ghosts, and Steel. Yeah. <laughs> Classically. Uh, I have seen some comments. People are like, uh, it's a, the Galarian region. Sword and Shield is supposed to be like England, right? Yep. But I've seen, I hope there's a bunch of Galarian Pokemon trainers who are like, ah, this place sucks. Uh, Gala <laughs> region's way better. And I'm like, yeah, let's keep that European like rivalry like fueled in the Pokemon world. Yes. We can't have peace. We all fight Pokemon in the streets. And also, yes, England does still hate Spain, I guess. Um, yeah, you lose one battle, and it just goes to hell. We already have the... I don't, I don't remember the name of it, because that's just who I am as a person. The French region was Pokemon X and Y. So, oh, Unova, I believe. Yep. Um, wasn't Unova... Mm, well, I thought Unova was uh, white and black. Anyways, it doesn't matter, and I don't remember. But I, we can all agree that the French, the French zone sucks the worst. Yeah, that, that wasn't that great. I think I named... Uh, at one point, he gives you, like, a... The professor in the French region, he gives you, like, a starter. Like, one of the original starters, um, Charmander, Squirtle, Bulbasaur. And I got a Squirtle from him, and I named it, like, Ho, 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 Baguette or something, right? So Gotta have some soggy bread at that point. <laughs> Give me exactly. a Squirtle my, name my like wet, that. Wet bread. No, squirtle. like, a lot of, like, from what I've seen out of the starters, it really reminds me of more of early Pokemon designs than the later ones we've been seeing. Because, you know, uh, I, I keep talking about him because I love him so much. Fui Coco has a, a free, uh, uh, a Totodile look to him. Mm. He really looks, and I, I'm hoping that his line goes like it did with Totodiles. That we're going to see like a, a Croconaw type of weird intermediate. And we're going to get that super cool alligator uh, that Free Alligator was uh, out of Fui Coco. I, I want to see basically that, but in a fire type. I know a lot of people were also kind of mad that, uh, you know, Fui Coco is obviously an alligator, and we were so set up for the Chinese New Year chart of Firestarters, and this one just broke it all. Mm. I know some people were kind of salty about that. I, I think the big thing that I think is definitely going to, I mean, there's many big things, right, um, that are going to make or break this game, in my opinion. Um, is the open world gameplay, I mean, I, again, I... Just speaking completely honest, I have not played Arceus. I have not played. You know, I, I hear, I hear the gameplay is amazing. A lot of people like it. I've heard, I've heard, all my friends that have played it have said that it's just the best Pokemon game they've played to date. 
I've heard the graphics won't blow you away, but I hear the gameplay. If you're a Pokemon fan, the gameplay is amazing. Yep. Which is good to hear, right? Um, Which, honestly, it's a Pokemon game. If you're really concerned about graphics cause at this point, I, I feel like you're just kind of barking up the wrong tree. Yeah, at no point have we looked at a Pokemon game and say, wow, this truly is a next-gen experience, right? I think the only time that we've ever had a discussion like that in gaming was when Pokemon Coliseum and Pokemon... Uh, Gale of Darkness. Gale of Darkness came out. Yeah. And that th- those were the big ones that people were like, oh my god. Well, yeah, I mean, especially at the time, right? Thinking like Game Boy Advance. Ones, yeah, I mean, right? Stadium brought us 3D models. Yeah. And then when we got to have, like, you know, this quote-unquote, you know, free roam experience in yep. Coliseum, hmm. I think people really were, you know, big into that. Uh, but, you know, since... You know, the more modern games have kind of been, in Pokemon have been making it more of like, oh, free roam between all the cities is a very normal thing. Uh, there's like extra stuff you can do. I think people kind of forgot about that hype. And then with Arceus coming out, that was a big deal. Um, and now I think people are really looking forward to that in Scarlet and Violet. The other big, the other biggest thing I have about Scarlet and Violet is. Um, especially in the circles that I ran in, just listening to customers and people talk about Sword and Shield. I mean, I, I had a great time with Sword and Shield, played through the story. I haven't done the DLC yet, but I had a great time, super fun experience in the Galar region. But the big thing was you can't catch every Pokemon. It was, there's no... Yeah, that... I'm, people were going to boycott it It was, a, it was a whole... Absolutely, it was a huge thing. I remember seeing Pokemon boycott on Twitter. Because the, the, the bit here is... You know, like, and, you know, you look at them and say, well, you can't catch them all in every game, right? If you go play Platinum or Emerald or whatever, you can't catch every single Pokemon. But you could trade forward and you, you know, there were 900 different things. You had to get the freaking Coliseum bonus disc to get freaking Celebi, etc., etc., You know, part, part of me is very much like, I'm kind of with that group. I want to catch all the Pokemon that have been you know, introduced to this point when I buy a new Pokemon game. To me, the National Dex is a very important thing. But at the same time, I also understand how hard it is for those artists. I think people forget about that. You know, they're on a crunch time. They have only so much they can do. And a lot of times they're going to be like, hey, we had all this cool ideas, but it's either we make, you know, the Pokemon in the game and have them all available or we give people more content to play with. And I think people kind of forget about that, especially in the new games. Uh, and, and there's just a level, right, where it's like, if you are a casual Pokemon player, I mean, I love I love the Pokemon games, absolutely. I grew up playing Heart Gold and loved it to death. I, I work full-time, right? Like, I can't just play Pokemon, yep. you know, I'm not going to come home, play Pokemon for 10 hours, go to bed, wake up 6 hours later, go to work for 8 hours, come home, play another 10 hours Pokemon. That's just not in the cards for me. So if you, you know, if the first thing on the video, like you get the video game, you flip it over on the back, it says, you can catch all, you know, 900, yeah, 1, we're in the 900s for sure at this point. You catch all 900, you know, they add another 120 or whatever they You can catch all 1,000 Pokemon. I'm like, dude, that's, if, if catching one Pokemon takes like a minute, it, I have to spend a thousand minutes longer than that on some of the harder ones, right? To like yeah, there, there's some that are you know gonna take a while. 
I'm and especially imagine, and... imagine the people that are out there that shiny hunt their Pokedex. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna go for like a, oh my god, a living yeah. a living shiny Dex or something like woof. I mean, like the the other thing is is that like Pokemon games aren't what they were used to be. They're not spread out now. I mean, I can't tell you like as a kid, it felt forever to go from Gen one to Gen three. Mm. I remember playing blue a ton and then when you know gold silver and crystal came out i i don't i would have we would have to look it up but i i think that was like a five-year span six-year span or something because like that that took forever it felt like as a kid and i played gold and uh silver for the longest time until uh finally uh ruby and sapphire were announced and then after that, they introduced Emerald. And I mean, we had all these releases, but you could transfer all your Pokemon from one to two, but two to three didn't work initially at the time. But from, was it three to Gen six, you could bring them up? Yeah, there was like a, I think, a, I think two was the gap, or maybe, yeah, two or three was the gap. Because you can't trade them from one to the next. Yeah, and like all these were pixelated at mm-hmm. the time. So I mean, like, it wasn't that hard for them to keep, you know, adding stuff on because they already had the code. Mm. You know, they just need like the more modern sprite, or they need to update a sprite image or something. Yep. But now we're in full, you know, three D rendered, you know, objects. And that being said, I remember, I remember, offshoot of that at the time. I remember when Sword and Shield came out, people were like, "Oh, they're using the same models from some of like the three DS games," and you know, people were comparing the pixels and frames and. Uh, put the hacker goggles on, and uh, I'm looking at the, the models, and they're pixel accurate. Which you can say, "Hey, this sucks." They haven't updated the model for freaking you know Wingo in seven years or something, right? Look, man. At the end of the day, and well, they, it, it, it's a it's a tough thing to lie. It's a tough line to toe because, in my opinion, it's like Pokemon is one of the most successful franchises. Globally in the world, period. They just celebrated 25 years. What was it, last year? Yep, I think that was last year was 25. Um, it's an extremely... It makes money. Billions of dollars. Globally. I mean... Annually. Annually. Pikachu's the, the second most well-known mouse in existence behind Mickey Mouse. Yeah. So, you know, at some point we can say, Hey, can we use some of that Pokemon money to give Game Freak developers, please? No kidding. But also, like, you've been using the same developer for the last 25 years. Throw him a bone. Yeah, exactly, right? Uh, but also, at the end of the day, it's like... I, dude, I'm I'm not gonna, like... I'm, somebody would have to go into Blender, and you're making some game development, Unity, Engine, and I'm building Pokemon from scratch, and they have to have different moves, and yeah, he can fly around, and you can ride him in this one, so now you gotta freaking animate the player riding on the freaking, like, Lapras or something, you know? There's there's a billion trillion steps, obviously, right? So at the end of the day, I'm like, if they use the same Wingle model that they used in the past two games... Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? It, it's freaking Wingle, man. It will live. I mean, first off, Palaper with Drizzle... Probably one of the greatest, like, opening Pokemon you can get in a, like, battle team uh, started off. Especially if you're going around that route of, like, using water and electric types. Yeah. But, like, how often do you use a Wingle? 
Yeah, it just doesn't matter. And that's, that's How what, often do you use some of these Pokemon? Right, and that's what I was going to mention. Another thing for a casual player is just like, if you put if you put a thousand Pokemon in the game, I mean, what are the chances? You'll use even half. Not, not even close. If you're just like, I'm going to play the game, whoever's going to play the game is going to like catch like, you know, you're going to catch the 50 Pokemon that you like and you'll use. You know, on your journey, you'll get up to like 100, maybe 150, just kind of ambiently catching whatever shows up while you're grinding and stuff. You'll use the ones you like for, for type stuff, but at the end of the day, you know, like, um, you know, unless you're dedicated, dedicated, a lot of people aren't going to see all 1,000 Pokemon, 900 Pokemon, that, if we're going to put those in the game, you know? Would I love to see it? Absolutely. Would I it? think it'd be great for, you know, like, we're, we're getting into console gaming now. I mean, the Switch is a console, but, it, you know, it's not a PS4, it's not a PS5, it's not an Xbox, you know... Uh, one, it's not an Xbox Series X. I mean, like, Nintendo could make something like that, but their audience is a much younger audience. And I don't think kids, especially nowadays, have the attention span to go for a thousand Pokemon. It'd be super cool to see it. Nintendo could make the the engine and the, the hardware to do it on, but I don't think we're going to see it. I, I Yeah, I would like to see it. But if it doesn't happen, which I'm expecting it not to happen at this point, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. I, Diamond and Pearl were awesome. Sword and Shield were awesome. The, the games are fun, regardless of if I can catch every single thing or not. And then back to Sword and Shield again. I did like when they did DLC. It's, that had never happened before. There was no first time DLC was yeah Sword I, and I Shield. Mean, I mean, there's there's like DLC, right? But we're talking like. Here's your uh, GameStop exclusive shiny Gengar yeah. that knows uh, freaking Steel Claw or something, right? Here's your, like I said earlier, the bonus disc with Celebi for Pokemon Coliseum or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. There's, there's always been bonus bonus stuff and event Pokemon and stuff, but um, it was the first time that they did real paid DLC. I mean, you got a whole another island. You had the snowy region. You can go catch every... Um, I'm going to the dens and catch the legendaries, which is super awesome. Um, yeah, it's it's great. I, I mean, so like go, going back to like the whole like national decks thing for Sword and Shield, I completed the Pokedex. Mm. I you know it was something that I really wanted to strive for. Normally in Pokemon games, I don't go for the Pokedex. I just go for a team I really can enjoy and that works well, and then I'll start taking that into like ranked matches basically. Mm. Uh, but like it. It's not a top priority for me, but, you know, the, this time around when Sword and Shield came out, it was. I wanted to do something that I normally didn't do, and so I completed the Pokedex. I think it took me up until Diamond and Pearl was released for me to do that. And that that's me as a casual player. It took me from the moment it came out to the remakes of Diamond and Pearl for me to complete the Pokedex. Mm-hmm. Even I, I work 40, 50 hours a week. You know, and then I have other stuff that's happening, but, you know, sure, I could cut some time out to make room for it, done it a lot faster, but that's, that, I, don't, I don't see how that's reasonable as someone, you know, the, a life outside of their work plus their work. Well, that's, that's what I wanted to mention with the DLC was, I thought it was nice that the game comes out, you've got a year to play it, catch all the Pokemon if you want to catch all the Pokemon, if you don't, you don't, that's fine. But they're giving, you know, the DLC, yeah, they're working on it, but it's also kind of secondarily giving everybody time to play the game, get through it. So then when the DLC comes out, 
you're like, well, I caught all the Pokemon. They gave me a year. I caught all the Pokemon in a year. Okay, great. Here's Gen. Here's here's your Gen two. We're releasing a new wave of seventy new Pokemon you can catch in the DLC yep. or whatever. Boom! Now it's you know you're refreshing the you know you're like, everybody's like oh, I want to play again because the DLC's sweet. So I'm fine if at launch they say hey, it doesn't have every Pokemon. There's still an opportunity down the line where we can say... I think people need to get used to that kind of being the norm nowadays. Because, yeah. I mean, we, we start hitting, you know, 1,000, 1,200, 1,500 Pokemon. Because, like, let's be honest, I don't think Pokemon's going anywhere. We're mm-hmm. going to hit that point where we just start seeing crazy numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's not going to be a thing we should expect again. I think it lived and died in, what was it, like, Gen... Four was the last time we could do it. Yeah. Uh, you know, the original Gen Four was the last time we had a full national dex. I think we just need to accept that that's when it was. I could be mistaken. It could be like Gen Five. I don't see it coming back. Uh, that being said, though, I I feel like we might have this moment in Pokemon where they go, "Hey guys, Gen One and Two, and maybe even three. That would that that would hurt my feelings a bit." Uh, you know, going through the stop, but like maybe one, two, and three, we're not doing anymore, and we're doing four onward, and then you can have all of those Pokemon. I could see that being the new national decks. New national decks just doesn't have the OGs. Yeah, it like they they cut out a portion of it, or like we're on Gen nine. They could just say, "Hey, uh, five and up is where we're at." No, I I did this is something I was thinking about. And I wanted to mention. It's called Scarlet and Violet, obviously, red and blue being the theming kind of there. Do you think you think story wise, do you think we're gonna harken back? Do you think we're gonna in you think in any way we're gonna reach back to those early days of Pokemon? It's pretty much titled Red and Blue, right? Like, it is. The one thing, like I, I said at the beginning, is I looked at these three new, like brand new Pokemon that they came out with. And my first thought was Gen 2. It's where my mind went. And I was like, in fact, uh, Sprigato, or Sprigatito. Yeah, Sprigatito. That honestly looks a lot like, you know, Persian almost. Or Meowth even. Yeah, it kind of looks like a skitty, yeah. Skitty Meowth. Like, it, it, it harkens on those first three generations. And you know I, you know I'm a dirty Gen Oneer. I love Gen One. I grew up playing with it, and you know I know a lot of younger uh, people or people that grew up, you know, after like Gen Three, uh, kind of view Gen One and Two as kind of like Pokemon didn't know what they were doing. They were just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing if it stuck. But I mean, growing up with Gen One was my favorite thing, and this just makes me think of Gen One and Two all over again, and I'm so sold on it. Yeah, I, I'm sold. I'm I'm very excited. I will be picking it up. I'll be playing it. I'll be, I'll be in the poke. I'll be in the Pokemon fever. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna pick up both at launch for sure. Which one are you gonna play though? Which, which, where are you picking? Are you picking Sky? Are you picking Violet? Now, my wife and I always flip flop. Uh, Diamond and Pearl remakes came out. I said I want Diamond. I love Dialga more than I like Palkia. Uh, she said, "Okay, works for me." Uh, so we watched the trailer together. I said, it's your choice, dear. Which one you get to pick this time? What do you want? She said, I think I want Scarlet. To which I responded, yes! Because I really wanted Violet. So I will be playing Violet. Oh, I I think what also is going to, you know, will finalize my choice is when we get to see the box art legendaries. 
Yes, that'll be good. I mean, you know, from Gen 2 onward, they've been doing box art legendaries, and that's what really sells which game people pick. Do you think they're going to do... They did this in Sword and Shield. They had the Galarian birds. So they had Galarian Moltres, Galarian Zapdos. I don't think we're going to, per se, see the birds again, but I yes, feel like we're going to... Yeah, do you think they're going to do, like, a... You know, this this new region, do you think they're going to do a new regional version of old legendaries? We, uh, since they did the birds with the Galarian forms, you think they're going to do I think we're going to see the dogs. Yep. I Entei, Raikou, and Suicune, I think we're going to see those again. That'd be sweet. I love Entei, so. They may um, have just like a, you ever seen Pokemon 3? Oh, yes, of course. This is the one where Entei becomes her dad, her dad dies, yeah. and then her dad is like Entei or whatever, and... Entei can talk for some reason and not and all the other ones could not only can he talk he like grants her like weird dream wishes the whole time and I'm like then you Entei's play... out here being Darkrai before Darkrai yeah so then you go you go into the game you play Pokemon and you're like dude Entei's gonna use his sweet dream magic and they're like no he knows like flamethrower and I'm like dude where's his sweet I don't think he learns flamethrower flame I think he only knows fire blast well you see so he's gonna use fire blast but I'm like in the movie he was like talking to the girl and like like, it was, like, a whole traumatic I thing. thought for sure he was going to be fire psychic, and then he was just fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It would be It would be cool to see more. I'm happy with that if they want to keep doing, like, here's old legendaries, but not how you think. I think that is a cool idea. You um, know, I, I think... I, I stopped watching Pokemon movies at the... Basically after 3000, but the, I think the Latios Latias one was the last one I watched. Sure. And the reason I had to stop watching them was because they made, like, some of the legendaries look so cool and so good. Uh, It's become common knowledge in the Pokemon universe that Mewtwo can talk. Straight up. It's something that we all know. In the games he doesn't, but he has all of his super cool powers. You know, he knows Psychic. uh, He's a really strong legendary in general. Uh, He's used a lot in, like, ranked matches that people do on the RPGs. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the other legendaries like Lugia. Lugia could talk in, in Pokemon movie. 2000. Yeah. Lugia isn't that cool in the games. <laughs> yeah, he's not He's not talking cool. In fact, I liked Ho-Oh more than I liked Lugia after that. Ho-Oh was like this awesome bird, which we saw in the very first Pokemon mm. uh, anime episode. Because Ash sees Ho-Oh flying across the sky with the big old rainbow behind it. Mm. And after that, I was like, yeah, ho, guys. Mm-hmm. Everyone else liked Lugia. I was the minority in that. Well, I think that's going to be it for the Pokemon segment, but I do. We, we're going to move on to segment two here. Um, technically, I guess the intro is segment one. Maybe I don't. You know, I don't know how podcasts work. Uh, anyway, segment. Wait, we're doing a podcast. Uh, anyways, welcome back to our movie podcast. We're going to talk about movies. Uh, I'm Leonard Malton, and you're uh, Rod Stewart, Cisco and Roy. <laughs> Just, I'm going to be Rod Stewart, man. Um, we uh, we're gonna talk about uh, stuff stuff we've been playing stuff games video games that we have played recently because I because I played I love games I play so many of them now when I'm thinking about it don't you oh god I, I the problem with me is I start so many games and then like I I love RPGs that's my gig mm-hmm. but like I'll start an RPG and I'm like this goes on for another hundred hours. I don't know if I have 100 hours in me to get through all this. I, see, I have a Switch. I never use it. I got Diamond. I put Diamond in my Switch. I played it for two weeks. Put my Switch away and haven't touched it yet. See, I, I ended up playing Pearl. Mm-hmm. Got to Cynthia. 
Uh, they made Cynthia, like, the most OG battler ever in a game. She has full IVs, max stats, and the best items and movesets. I'm like, bro, you're going to make kids cry with this. You're making me cry and I'm an adult. But, and then I just, I, I was like you, I just kind of sat down and I'm like, no more. Thank you. I had Octopath Traveler played through two chapters. Stop playing. Uh, I heard that game was so good. Now, something grabbed me, and that something is in the most recent Nintendo Direct. They announced, they didn't announce Triangle Strategy, but Triangles, they're like, hey, it's coming out in March. So, Triangle Strategy, which is the, use the same 2D, 3D HD engine that Octopath uses, um, which just looks beautiful. This, like, pixel art in this 3D environment. Man, it looks so good. Project Triangle Strategy is like, uh, much like, I keep calling it Project Triangle Strategy. It was called Project Triangle Strategy, and now they're like, it's just called Triangle Strategy, but I always still call it. Is that the one I see on, like, my YouTube ads a lot? Yeah. It's, it's like all purple in the background initially for the ads? Pixel art, and it's yeah. like a strategy game. Yeah, so it looks like, um, oh, it kind of looks like Advance Wars, you know, kind of meets. It kind of gave me, like, early. Uh, Fire Emblem vibes. Yeah, it is very much kind of that strategy-based move your guys around a grid and they, you know, there's different attacks, blah, blah, blah. I kind of want it, but I kind of don't because I'm really bad at strategy stuff. See, but I'm just that way with a lot of Nintendo games. Like, I want that and I'm like, I'll never play it. What did get announced that I have much interest in is a game called Live Alive, which is a Japanese Super Nintendo game. Um, never before released in the United States. But it is getting a remake in the same 3D, 2D, uh, HD style. So it's got this, it looks like Octopath. Um, it's got the sweet SNES art, like pixel art, but it's in this 3D environment. Um, and I'm going to buy it the day it comes out. There's a physical edition. But it is inspired Octopath. So Live Alive is, there's seven chapters. Each chapter is a different like era in history so there's like that's super cool there's like a wild west like cowboy zone and when you're in the cowboy zone all the combat's gonna be like gunfighting and then there's like a future zone and the future zone's about this kid he's got psychic powers so his fighting is gonna be like using his psychic powers there's like a present day one that's about like this guy wants to become like a like a champion martial artist so now it's all gonna be martial artists so each chapter the gameplay is totally different that's really crazy. And then once you beat all seven chapters, an eighth final chapter unlocks. Inspired Octopath, and now is made, remade using the Octopath engine. And so that got announced, and some of the folks I follow were like, man, that looks good. And some of the people I had seen who had played it were like, I can't wait for that because the game rules. I'm like, I'm going to get that. So I was like, I'm going to go back, and I'm going to sit down and beat Octopath. So I'm just about to pick up my seventh character out of the eight. I'm going to try and beat everything to the best of my ability, so I've been playing a lot of that. Very much turn-based combat RPG. It's fun. I do like it. It is... I was talking to some of my friends who have played it a bit more, and they're like, yeah, later you can multi-class your guys so they can use abilities from the other classes, and I'm like... See, that's why I want to play that game so much. It's, I, I'm it not ready for the confusion. So I'm not ready for the confusion. I just want to play a normal RPG. But they're like, this This is no normal RPG. Also, no offense, maybe I'm just, like, bad at video games. Uh, it, it's, in my opinion, it's kind of hard. 
Like, even, like... I've heard that it's a challenging game. I don't think that's just you. I, I've literally heard that, you know, uh, it's kind of like the whole idea of, like, Dark Souls, where it's it's a challenge, but people love that challenge, and they keep going back and for it. And it is fun. I mean, the more characters you get, the, the the easier it does get in a lot of ways. But I was having some trouble with some of the early stuff, but it is, it is a ton of fun. I've been playing that. Other than that, on PS5, I've been playing Yakuza Like a Dragon. I love the Yakuza series. Um, some of the real-time combat and the other ones did not really grip me. Yakuza Like a Dragon, Yakuza 7. Perfect starting point uh, for people new to the franchise. Another turn-based combat game. It so, is silly and funny. I've already played through it on PS4 when it came out, so now it is purely just me going back, experiencing it all again. Man, that game is fun. I love that game. I, I, I hear you talk about it a lot with the Yakuza games. And I have a lot of other friends that are also like, you need to play these. So, through my collecting, I've gone out and I've bought most of the Yakuza collection. Have not played one yet. <laughs> See, I was I was playing Judgment on PS4, and then I was gifted a PS5. And it's not backwards compatible on PS5. It's super weird. You have, you have to buy the PS5 version of it, Correct. Right? Yeah, there's no upgrade for Judgment. So now I'm like, well, now I have to go buy... I have Lost Judgment. I pre-orders Lost Judgment. Now I just need to, like, sit down and just, like, buy Judgment on PS5. and Replay it. through it again. And, re- you know, I wasn't super far. Maybe a few chapters in, right? But, like, now, yeah, I have to replay it through that point. But, yeah, no, I, I'm on a huge turn-based kick right now, which I've always loved turn-based combat games. I really like... That style of gameplay always really gripped me of, like, your Final Fantasy, OG Final Fantasy. Yeah, yep. Guys are in a line, you know, actions. Speaking of Final Fantasy, which one is your favorite? Because I think that really shows a lot of character in people. Uh, now, this, nobody judged me. We're going to do the whole thing where Alex is going to say, like, wow, this game rules, and Josh is going to say, hey, I never played it, and then the internet is going to beat me up for brownie points. Or they're going to beat me up because I oversold it. I played 7 Remake... Okay. I liked that, but I know people didn't like that they changed the story around. The story was kind of weird in that one. I, I will agree with uh, the majority of people. I am looking forward to the future Final Fantasy VII remakes. Uh, I played a decent chunk of fifteen. Uh, that was good. I can't do op- modern games. They're like, okay, here's our open world. If you walk from one corner of the map to the other, there will be 10,000 things for you to pick up and do, and it will take you three days to walk across the map. <laughs> I'm like, bro, I ain't walking three days across the map. I Final Fantasy 15 is like, you get to the first town, and then they're like, here's 900 things for you to do. If you want to leave the first town, it's going to take you like 10 hours to get beyond the first town. And that's on top of watching cutscenes all the time. I, I haven't played 15 yet, and it's on my to-do list. That being said, there was a ramen noodle hat. I put, I, I was like, knock this, wear the ramen noodle hat. How could I not? Uh, and it is like the branded, like, noodle. It's not like... Oh, my God. It's not like he's a got fake a Maruchan noodle. face he on did, your head? He did have a Maruchan. <laughs> he's like wearing a branded hat. I thought that was pretty good. Um, you get the classic, it goes, I have created a new recipe. And you hear that 500 times. Pretty solid. But I played, I played, you know, I liked the, uh, the combat style of 7 Remake. I was like, I'm going to go play some of these other ones. played 15. I did enjoy that. It just takes forever. Uh, you can get the Final Fantasy 7 soundtrack. I was just driving in the car, listening to One Winged Angel the whole time. Pretty good. Great song. I have 
Type Zero HD special edition for PS4. I haven't touched it. Um, my wife, she's like, she's like, when you play that, you have to let me know. She really, and she bought it for me. She's really invested. She's like, I think I'm gonna <laughs> like the story of this one a lot. So, I have to play that. She's she's gonna watch me play that. I just started 13. I picked up 13, 13, 2, and Lightning Which Returns. Is, you know, most people consider that to be the worst Final Fantasy. Really? People are like, 13's the worst one. 13's are... So, like, I I haven't played through 13 all the way, and I really need to go back and do that. But the first... I think it's like the first hour or two hours of the game, you are walking down a straight hallway, just fighting enemies that come up. And that's entire. It's like black on both sides, and you're just walking down this pathway. Now, I was going to say I have I have only played maybe like the first 15, 20 minutes. Yes, absolutely. You're on the train. Train train crashes. Uh, see, uh, well, I, you know, I kind of don't like, and I can't be like, oh, they're trying to make lightning like cloud. Yep. But yeah. literally, they gave her the Buster Sword at one point. It was like a pre-order bonus. They gave her the Buster Sword, but she's like, she's like. I'm on a mission, and we're gonna, you know, I know I played the first 20 minutes of the game, right? What do I know? But there, she's like, she's like, I'm cold and unfeeling, and I have a mission to do. And I'm like, I'm no offense, I'm really not gonna like this game if you're just gonna like sit there the whole time and be like, oh, I've got a job to do. If I remember right, she's like super pessimistic the entire time. And then uh, the her friend he has the chocobo in his afro. Yeah. Like, dude, legendary. Love, lo- love the look. So like for. Final Fantasy, uh, for me, I have played through uh, 5, 7, 9, 10, and 12. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones I've played through. Obviously, I'm a big fanboy of 7. I'm kind of like the majority of all. Uh, but if I really had to pick a favorite, I would, I would say 12, which is also not the most highly looked upon in Final Fantasy terms. That was the one that, you know, it came out on PS2. I got a day one steel case. I was living the good life as a kid. And, like, I probably put, you know, close to 50 to 80 hours somewhere in there on my original save file. I, I own 12, the the steelbook on PS4 as well. I own, oh, the I, Zodiac Age, the remake of it. I, I have that too. I own, I own, see, I own a bunch of them. But it's just one of those things, like I said, like big games like that. It's like it's I, tough. I it's started. Like you look at it, you're like, uh, there's a hundred hours to play, and I have like five hours that exactly. I can put in. It's like I want to play this, but also if I want to even get close to some realm of completion with like a decent chunk of things, it, yeah, we're looking at like eighty hours. You know, that's I started Persona Five Royal, so I played Persona Five. Royal gets announced. I'm going to stop playing Persona Five. Did you finish Five originally? Incorrect. No, I I had like I had I had gotten to like the end of like the first kind of big dungeon or whatever. Oh my goodness! Right. So end end of the first dungeon, boom! Royal comes out. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to stop playing because I'll just start over. And well, you know, you know, beat the whole freaking first dungeon again, yep. which is not short at all. No. And then it's you know, it's just one of those things where I'm like, now I have. Well, I beat the first dungeon. Well, now I only have uh, 120 hours left, and then I can maybe beat the game with some I, uh, semblance of completion. On my playthrough of five, I, I I played all the way through it. I played. I think my end time was 125 hours. No, thank you. And like the last probably 20 hours of that game, I was like, I don't want to play this anymore. I want to stop. But I was like, I'm, I'm so far invested. I really love the Persona series in general. Shin Megami Tensei 
is like in my top five, you know, uh, RPGs to play whenever I see them. And I, I was so completely demoralized and burnt out from that game. Yeah. But taking it back, that being said, my favorite Final Fantasy game is Kingdom Hearts 3. Is that the is that the <laughs> is that the answer you is that the answer you want? You know what? I'll I'll take that. I'll I'll take that. No, I um Seven Remake was amazing. Even for like a PS4 game, I was like, this looks. It looked good. It looked real good. Yeah, I mean that that's that's the one thing I've always thought about the the Final Fantasy games. They look good. You know, like I was playing freaking Final Fantasy Thirteen on my PS3, and I was like, this for a PS3 game, this looks like a PS4 game. It looks good. I mean, it looks like the cutscenes, the pre pre rendered cutscenes and stuff. It looks amazing. I mean, even if you go back to like nine, you PS1. It looks great for a PS1 game. It's mm-hmm. amazing how well they stand up. But yeah, I lots of turn-based, lots of turn-based combat for me. Um, I started Marvel Spider-Man Remastered, which I have already played and beaten. Uh, I haven't done the DLC, so I'm going to play through it. Do the DLC I played. I have a PS5. Do I use it? Not for what it's intended for. I play all my PS4 games again. I I have Demon Souls. Elden Ring just came out. I'm scared to get Elden Ring. Oh God! I have I want to play Demon Souls before I play Elden Ring because I'm like, I've never played a Souls game. My wife already thinks I have anger issues. I don't think I need to get started on that kind of a you know journey. See, personally for me, I wouldn't start with Demon Souls. I would go straight to like Dark Souls One, go to the uh, OG, and just like try to work from there because Demon Souls is the precursor. And sure. granted, I haven't played the remake, mm. but the original one was so ridiculously tough for me at first. That I literally had to just stop playing it. Going into like things that I've played, uh, you know, I've been playing a ton of RPG stuff. I've uh, been really going towards like Star Ocean. I started Star Ocean. I'm on Star Ocean two, and I'm working my way through the series. The big thing for me with Star Ocean that just keeps me drawn in that universe so far is the fact that it's all RPG based. To, like, you can get, you know, like, you can teach your characters about cooking. You can tell them to learn about, you know, making maps or doing, you know, writing and stuff. And it, it, it absorbs you so far into that game. I probably spent, like, close to 60 hours on each one so far. And I just keep going back for more. Granted, I have to set them down for a while and then come back. Uh, but Star Ocean's a game that's really going to keep me held within it. The other thing that I've been going on is uh, Tokyo Extreme Racer. Uh, it's a PS2 game. Started playing Zero where the game starts and have just been addicted. You just roam around the Tokyo highways. Uh, it's kind of a mix between a racing game and a fighting game. You have like a little health bar on the top. And that is really interesting because if you get too far behind, your health goes way far down. If you're really close to each other, it doesn't really do too much. And if you start pulling ahead, their health starts to go down. It's really hard. Uh, they have things called uh, are you know racer cars in the game called Wanderers, which are like your boss cars to beat. Oh, the game loves to tease you because there's been plenty of times where I'll get into one of those races. And I'll just zoom ahead. You know, they get caught on a car or, you know, the good old PS2 polygon edges that stick out where they shouldn't be. 
and like they'll get stuck and I'll like get through you know like halfway through the race they're on like a sliver of health and bam they slingshot past me and I lose the race and it, it's so frustrating but you know it, it's calming at the same time you really really get a sense of just kind of like I could cruise in this game not actually do any racing and have tons of fun mm-hmm. good good like mellow game that you can either go really harden and really just try to get the most out of it or you could just be laid back chill listen to the techno beats that they got going on in it the, uh, see the game like that for me was always um tony hawk franchise and especially the the remake same, the remake same. that came out that is my go-to game if i got 30 minutes of free time i'm gonna play some tony hawk and i've been working on beating you can do like you can do each level all over again like every classical over again with each skater so I've been grinding out, doing every skater, beating every level with every skater. I think I that's what over. makes the Tony Hawk series so appealing is that, like, you can either follow the story and try to go for all the hard tricks and get all the little secrets that they have, or you could just skate around and do nothing. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah there's free skate. You can just practice. I've been helping a buddy of mine uh, work on his skating ceiling. He watched me play. He's like, man, you're so good. I want to get good at that. And then I'll watch him play, and he's like, he's like, I did a combo of 10,000 points. I'm like, hey, good job, buddy. When it comes to games, though, you have to start somewhere, especially in, like, skill-based games like that. Like, you know, a good, great example, really, is uh, Guitar Hero. Mm -hmm. Everyone starts out Mm -hmm. easy. They have to learn how to play. And eventually, if you keep just practicing, you'll get to expert. And Tony Hawk's very much like that. You have to work on your balance. You have to... Know where to start, you know, and yeah, you just develop a, into mm-hmm. RPGs at that point. Exactly. Yeah, there are definitely a lot of movement things you have to kind of remember for that, for sure. Yeah. But that's definitely one of the things I, I we've talked about. Um, you know, this is going to kind of turn into our wrap up, I think, a little bit here soon. But um, we talked about we want we want to do streaming or some kind of recorded, what have you, in the future. Yep. Um, videos or. Something along that matter. Record us playing a certain game that we want to talk about. Have that separate from the actual podcast. And then yeah, just so, have you like know, an overlay. If, if, you know, for for the backlog, we're going to say, hey, let's say we think SSX3 is a game of value that people should play. Well, you know, let's let's stream twice this week. Let's stream us playing SSX3 so we can get, you know, kind of a feel for the game. You know, obviously something I played as a kid a ton. Yep, um, I played Tricky a ton as well, so... So, yeah, you know, there are definitely... There's a lot of games from that kind of mid-2000s era that I have a lot of interest in. Um, and that includes our stuff like Tony Hawk's and our SSX Trickies. You know, we, since Jet we Set, grew up Jet with Set them... radios and... I feel like we don't we didn't appreciate them as much as we do now. I think the nostalgia really pulls us back into like I I have so many fond memories of playing just you know random things like Pokemon going back to our original topic, but yeah. you know like playing Pokemon now is so much more to me than what I really was. Yeah, you appreciate when I was a kid. More. That's I had Brutal Legend as a as a kid. My dad got it for me on three sixty. I remember I wanted Guitar Hero so bad or something like that. He's like, I got you a game for your for your birthday, and I was like, Oh yeah! Mentally, I was like, It's gonna be Guitar Hero, and he was like, It's Brutal Legend, and I was like, Very clearly disappointed. <laughs> He's like, Look, I know it's not what you wanted, but you should try it out and see yeah, if you like give it. Give it a try, man. And I, hey, man, I tried it. 
Brutal Legend freaking rules, man. It's an awesome game. And, you know, it's one definitely one of those things. If I played through it again, I'd be like, I appreciate this way you more. You put Jack Black in anything, though? Come on. It's got Ozzy Osbourne, man. It's got, uh, uh, uh what's her name? She sings uh, Kiss Me Deadly. Lita Ford. Oh, Lita Ford, yep. And, uh... Lemmy, Motorhead? Yeah, Lemmy's in there. That's what I was thinking of. And they, it's just such a... Oh, God, they I get, could talk about that game. They got a stack cast. Man, that game rules. It's funny. It is good. But, yeah, I mean, there's there's plenty of games from our childhood that absolutely would benefit from us playing through them again. Us, you know, you take a fresh look at something you haven't thought about in years. There are so many games. I always, I always bring this up. But there's a game on PS2 called Mojo. It is a, it is a yep. ball-rolling game. You roll a ball, and it's like, so there's red squares. So you got to roll your ball through the red gate to turn them red. Then the red ball can roll up the red squares. Then you got to roll them through the green gate to roll up the green squares. And the whole bit of the level is like, clear all the colored blocks as fast as you can, get to the end. Just such a simple concept. I played that game for so freaking long, man. And it is it is not an expensive game. Not even close. It is some I feel bargain, there's a lot of games now that I played in garbage. That weren't, that like nowadays are like, you know, here's five bucks. Go get that game. And I could probably spend another 20 hours Absolutely playing Absolutely playing, yeah, playing some game where you roll a ball into colored squares for just hours and hours. There's so many games hidden out there that are like that, that, that are worthy of being in the backlog. That it's, even if it's something where you say, oh, I, you know, if you go, I don't have a PS2, I don't plan on playing these games. You know, go watch a YouTube video, somebody yeah. playing through it. You, you will benefit from seeing this. And you will find enjoyment out of it. I think a lot of people kind of get the misconception of, like, you know, we talk about a backlog, we talk about playing these games. You don't need to play these games. I think just knowing them and, like, seeing what they brought to the table a lot of times is enough of a respect to what we're trying to get, like, the point across of that you can, you know, still appreciate what the game was and not have to spend hours playing it. And that's why it's called the backlog, right? It's one of those things, maybe you'll get to it, maybe you won't. The backlog changes all the time. It's like the back room or something. You're yeah, like, the oh. back room. Yeah, customer's like, uh, do you, can you check in the back? And you're like, yeah, and you just go stand in the back room. That's what the backlog is. It's like the mysterious <laughs> room. My backlog is a mysterious pile of things, ever-shifting. More things are getting added. You, maybe I'll play them, maybe I won't. Sometimes things just shit on, sit, on a, sit on a shelf and collect dust. That's fine. You know, you know, they're they're pieces of artwork, honestly. So I mean, I I don't have problem with people that are like, yeah, I bought like all these games and I only play one of them. Like, do you enjoy the rest of them? Do you enjoy at least even looking at them? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I love them. I go, it's good enough, man. It's your exactly. backlog. Exactly, it's the backlog. But yeah, I think that's gonna wrap us up here. We're nearing the hour mark. Um, we are going to be setting up some official. Uh, things here. Yep, uh, we're set up an email. Uh, we'll have an email, yeah, so people can email us. You know, if you have a game that you think is worthy of the backlog, you think uh, something something we missed, something you know, something you think we're wrong about. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not. Look, I you know, I'm gonna be the first one to tell you. I I I I'm barely conscious half the time. I you know, I'm lucky to know anything at all so I mean absolutely we're going to say something on here we're going to say that's that's just incorrect absolutely we'll do redaction so I'm not worried about it um there'll probably be uh keep an eye on YouTube or something like that yep. we'll have a channel we'll upload uh, upload streams upload streams know, podcasts us being you know horrible at playing games that we've 
you know, been wanting to play for the last I'm gonna, five uh, years. We'll, we'll, we'll do a Dark Souls stream, and I'll get uh, everybody I know to come watch at me, and every time I die, everybody can point and laugh loudly. <laughs> I'll do that here in the room. You don't have to worry. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we'll get something set up. Uh, keep Please keep an eye on this space. Uh, yeah, the backlog. The backlog. Episode one. Done. Done. Done.